Well, hey, girl, welcome to She's Doing Big Things. I'm your host, Alicia Lee, the original she, top income producer, freedom advocate, serial entrepreneur, winner of all the things, world traveler, and now digital nomad. I've lived my entire life feeling a little different, dreaming a little bigger, doing a little more, and believing I was destined to have it all. So I can imagine if you're here, you get it. You're a dreamer, a doer, an entrepreneur, so you're ready to set some big goals and smash them. So with that in mind, let's freaking get started. My darling CEOs and the ladies looking to become her. Yes, you, the layered biz boss who is thriving, not striving, and whose soul is lit on fire by the passion project she's turning into impactful profits. Yes, I am talking to you, lady, the woman out there who wants to make more money doing what she absolutely freaking loves. So welcome to another episode. It's been a while since I've introduced myself. Actually, a really long while, probably since episode one. So I think I should do it again really quickly before we bring our guest on. So as you all know, or maybe as you've heard, the only constant in life is change. Am I right? (laughs) So if you've been listening to this podcast from the very beginning, you've possibly noticed a bit of an evolution as I was more mindset and then more strategy and then brought in all guest episodes to add more depth to the podcast. And now you probably hear me talking more and more about human design in each episode. Quite the evolution has happened, quite the change. If you have learned nothing about 2020, we have all, I think, discovered that nothing stays the same. So I'm here to tell you, my friends, as business owners, whether you get to see it on the backside of somebody else's business or not, there are changes, pivots, constant evolution. It's constantly happening. So my hope is that in this podcast and in my social media and hell, in my life, that you get to see the truth behind it all. I don't want to hide anything from you all. I don't want to sugarcoat anything. I want you all to see the raw, the real, the honest, the truth. I am adapting and shifting and pivoting where I feel most called and I hope you are too. Because it's a very different thing when you are creating your very own product from scratch as it lives in your brain. And your brain, well, it gets a bit squirrely in there, right? And it's also growing and adapting and forever changing, hopefully. So when I go from logically woo-woo to super to-do and checklist galore, And now I'm into my spiritual awakening as I settle into my late 30s to understand that there's so much more out there in the world that we may not fully understand, but for some reason there's been this like huge pull and desire to. I want to know, I want to feel it, I want to understand. So I think I may have gone (laughs) full woo-woo on y'all as we shift this podcast into more and more of building a business with a heaping helping of spiritualism and the strategy of aligning from the inside out. 
Now, the reason that I mentioned this today is because my guest that I'm gonna bring on today, I did a human design reading for her. And let me just tell you, all directions of her human design chart and her personal being as she aligns with who she was born to be, they all point her to doing exactly what she does and what she's going to teach us today. So I believe from the depths of my human design loving soul all the way to the logically driven top of my head that she is the person to bring on for this exact topic. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest today, the beautiful Ashley DeLuca. So Ashley is a mama, she's a wife, she's also a dog mom in a small town called Londonberry, Ohio, which is so funny because I lived in Kentucky, so we were practically neighbors at one point. Most days for Ashley start with coffee and end with a book all snuggled in bed with her toddler, Nick, which is also my fiance's name. I feel like we're just connected in so many ways at this point. (laughs) So Ashley's on a mission to simplify email marketing so entrepreneurs can amplify relationships and sales because we all need some more of those, right? Now, why should you listen to and learn from Ashley? Because that's a really good question. Over the last three years, Ashley has written campaigns that have resulted in over $40,000 launches with lists ranging from 200 to 8,000 subscribers. So needless to say, she believes email marketing should be simplified because that's the best way to undercomplicate an overcomplicated world and brain and business, right? So it's so easy for her And it can be so easy for you that even her toddler can do it and possibly yours too. All right, so I just have to say, this is a topic that I've been dying to get to. It's super strategic because I love strategy and I believe in the connection of email, though I will admit, here we go, here's a confession, that I have used less of it in my business than I truly know I should and should be and should have. But I'm sure we'll get into that later. So without further ado, let's bring her on, the email automation goddess herself, Miss Ashley, how are you today? Holy guacamole, I am doing fantastic. How are you? I am so good. Oh, I just love it. Every time I get on the phone with you on a call, your energy is like so generator, so emphatic, so (laughs) sacral. It's beautiful. It's like this buzz of a vibration that just lights me up. I love it. Okay, my dear. Yes, yes. So as always, I know there's a bit of a backstory as to how you got to where you are, and I'm sure there's some sort of windy, wiggly path to get there. So I want to hear all about it. Yeah, totally. Okay, so my journey actually starts back when I was about 14 years old, when my mom, she, I was homeschooled. And so for her, um, you know, she always took us to the library, my mom. And essentially what ended up happening is I got super into writing. um, And I was just like writing all these short stories, all these different things. And I had like this desire. I was like, you know what? I'm going to become a reporter. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to be in life. And reporters, well, you know, I'm an Enneagram 3 and like all the things. So I'm like always like six steps ahead of everybody else, it seems like, in terms of ambition and passion and all the things. And so I was like, 
holy guacamole, I need a website. I need to know how to do this. Like, i got to get myself out there on the internet. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed these HTML, CSS books. They were bigger than me. My mom had no idea what they were. But she's literally like, uh, they don't look bad, so I think we're good to go. Like, they don't, I think that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I started creating these websites for everyone around me. Um, for myself, I had more blogs than I have fingers to count on. And essentially, I went through the process of, you know, going to college, getting a corporate career, like all the things they tell you to do as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I was so unfulfilled. I was so unhappy. I absolutely hated, I feel like, every moment of it. So what ended up happening is I sat down with my best friend, Cece, and we're at Panera, and she was telling me about how she's like, you know what? Like, you can just go through the process of doing what you want to do online. And I was always, like, new about small businesses. I knew that they existed and you could do the things. But I never thought about myself being a small business owner and going that route. But what she said made so much sense. So that same day, I bought the domain. I opened up my first business. It was called Blank Slate Media Consulting. I did social media and web design. And that was kind of like my first breakthrough in terms of with like starting in the entrepreneurship world and kind of diving on in. From there, everybody was asking me to input email opt-in forms. And at first I was like totally turned off. I was like, what the heck? Why is everyone sending Target ads? Like, I don't even look at Target ads. I just go to Target kind of thing. And so when I started to really dive in and see the back end of what people were really doing with email marketing, I just fell in love. I was totally blown away. And I literally was just like, holy guac, I know I need to be part of this. And basically, I fell in love and just have never looked back since. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny because some people have this really, like, semi-straight trajectory, right, where where it kind of makes sense. You're like, oh, I could see how you would end up, you know, from going to the library to doing short stories to doing websites to doing email copy and creation and funnels and automation and marketing and all the things and then other people have this super like well I was an artist and then I went to medical school and then I you know and so it's so I love I love backstories I absolutely am obsessed with like just seeing how people got to where they're at because it it really is it's so like convergent and divergent at the same time and it really shows the different personality types a hundred percent So since you now know or even further know that this is the way that you want to go and it feels like your true calling in life, why don't you tell us why? Like why email marketing? What has it done for you? What have you seen it do for your clients? All of the things. Totally. Okay. So here's the thing for me. I am all about relationships. Relationships have been basically the number one thing that has like saved my butt in really hard times. Like you have those friends always looking out for you and all the good stuff. So my number one goal is always to build relationships with people because you never know when they're going to need you and you're going to need them. So by utilizing email marketing, it has really helped not just automate that, but also take time off your plate to having to go out and reach out and like physically go and touch these people. Right. So especially with like COVID and all of that and, you know, all the things that are going on in this world, like a lot of us are now stuck in our containers at home for the most part. And so email marketing has just taken a huge rise over the past couple of months, especially um, when it comes to online shopping, people, you know, spending more time on their phones and on their laptops and their computers at home. And email specifically is such an amazing, beautiful way for you to be able to provide additional touch points that you know is going to get there and you know those people are interested in what you have to say. 
Um, it's not like on social media where you become friends with like 5,000 people and maybe not all even those 5,000 people even see your stuff, let alone go through the process of actually being your ideal client. Email marketing kind of goes through that and cuts right into it. So that way you can really focus on building solid relationships that end up being sales. Mm, yes. I love that. So because I've done quite a bit of research on this, I know these numbers are ever changing in the algorithm of like social media, but I once did a training in my group and Ashley, I feel like you would love this. You should, I wish you had been there. Um, but I once did a training in my group regarding email marketing versus like Google ads, Facebook ads, organic reach, all of that. People are saying organic reach is dead in essence, essentially to a certain degree. Yes. Except in email. So in case anybody doesn't know what organic reach is, is when you post something or you submit something, your algorithm shows it to a small group of your followers or friends. So it's people that you have organically created as a connection. And then if a certain percentage of those people engage with it and it gets traction, then it'll be shown to a larger population of people. So let me give you a little hint. <laughs> this is why it's so important to know your ideal audience or to like properly develop audiences if you're a multi-passionate entrepreneur like me and you're running multiple ventures. You should have your avatars really set for each ideal audience, for each business, if you are multi-passionate. And if you are niche down, congratulations, you're a generator, you're a projector. You really wanna focus in on who is your ideal client and getting them to be seeing your stuff more often. And this is also another hint. <laughs> this is why follow, unfollow apps do not work. I did this. <laughs> I now have 10,100 followers on Instagram and some of them are cats and magicians and architects and people living in countries who don't even speak the same language as me. And so um, it has completely screwed up my algorithm. I'm very honest with people about this. I'm now deleting followers. I know something that most people never think about or understand, but I'm deleting followers because I messed up and because I have to fix my algorithm. So just word to the wise, don't do these things. Um, so, <laughs> so, all right, back to the um, insights on um, organic reach. So when this happens, initially around three to 8% of your audience sees your post, the thing that you submitted. Now, Upwards of about 30% can see it if it continues through the interactions funnel, right? And you can correct me if I if these numbers are off, Ashley. I know you you know these things too. So they can see it if it if it continues through that interaction funnel, meaning like it's then submitted to more people. Now this is only if you've created the audience that will interact with it and if the content is relevant enough that they want to interact with it. So mm -hmm. that's social media. So next, I see people all the time spending so much time in creating business pages, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're laughing. I know, I do the same thing. Because business pages, unfortunately, and I know this is going way tangential, but I just really want to like get this out there into the world because I know you probably hear it, I hear it, and I'm. it's just mm -hmm. like, we gotta, we gotta filter this. So... Back in the day, business pages used to gain a lot of traction. 
Facebook was smart. They wanted you to believe that business pages got a lot of traction because five years later, they flipped the script and they made business pages only get traction if you pay for it. Well, Facebook is a business. So of course, that makes sense for them. That does not make sense for you, the consumer, the person who's trying to create a business within a business. So business pages now only get 1% uh, um, insight with your audience and they go up to about 10% if you pay for them. That means you have to have ads that are running in order for you to get insights and interactions on your business page. So if you have a business page, just let it go until you want to run ads. Just connect it through Hootsuite or whatever and let it let your posts end up there haphazardly. So then you have keyword search, which means you have to have like all the correct metadata and you have to have blogs and you have to have a lot of content out there and, and you have to make sure that all the SEO is correct and all of that. Lastly, you have hashtags, which are gaining less and less interaction because people are searching for them less outside of B2B, which is business to business. So long story short, <laughs> I want to bring this back around because I know Ashley has so much to say on this. So if you followed that, congratulations, because it's a lot of information. It's a lot of jargon. It's a lot of lingo. I know I've studied it for a long time. But when I say compared to all of that, email is easy. I mean, it's like easy peasy, pudding pie. Literally, your toddler can do it. Okay. It's so simple. And it converts up to 70% versus a prayer and a hope on social media for the 30% of even possibly seeing that if you have the audience and the content and it's all correct and it's all aligned. I mean, seriously, what? <laughs> like, there's so much gold in email. So, Ashley, again, I know you know all of this, so I would love to hear an actual story from like one of your clients on what you helped them with, what you created for them, how they use email, and what their numbers and results have actually been according to like what we just, what I just went over. Oh my gosh, no, I literally cannot clap enough for that because it is so incredibly true. So with one of my particular clients, she had been taking the social media hamster wheel thinking that, okay, yeah, the more I post on social media, the more times I show up online, the more, 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 more I do on social, the more attention I'm going to get and the more mm -hmm. sales and all the things. But it was like dead in the water, completely dead in the water. We were looking at her social media stats and I was like, dude, like you have this such like this email list of people who are literally waiting to hear from you, who took the initiative to raise their hand and say, hello, I would like to hear from you. And you're not even talking to them. So the biggest thing that a lot of times I end up doing is, number one, focusing on cleaning up the back end. A lot of times it's so easy for us to set up all these different automations and funnels from challenges and masterclasses and webinars that we've put together. And some of them are not even relevant. Some of them are old. You don't even plan on running them. You know, especially as people go through the process of transitioning their business. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times they come to me and they're like, uh, yeah, so I totally have gone left field here. Um, I'm totally doing something new. Please help me figure out who who needs to go where and what needs to happen and all the things. So the number one thing we did was clean it up. Oh my gosh, there's so many automations. There's so many different things from this particular client just trying to throw spaghetti at the wall, seeing what would need to happen to make it to work. Mm -hmm. And so we got it cleaned up and we really focused on a seamless customer journey from opt-in to offer, which means that when somebody comes into your email list from an opt-in that you promote, regardless if it's just one opt-in or three, 
Usually they don't recommend any more than three. Um, you know, when they come through, they have really good solid touch points where they're learning about more about what you do, establishing yourself as the authority, connecting with them and focusing on nurturing them in order to be able to overcome some of the objections and the mindset beliefs that hold people back from investing in you. And so often we're so quick to just throw in the offer, which is exactly what she was doing, that she just had like an unbelievable amount of unsubscribers because they weren't nurtured properly. Mm. So by setting this up, it created an evergreen sales funnel, um, which also helped us prep in terms of with being able to launch a group coaching program on the front end as well too. So you can have everything set up and going in the front back end and then we move into the front portion where we start sending out weekly nurturing emails that align with your promotional calendar. So if you're a coach or a strategist who goes through the process of launching, this is where like you really need to pay attention and start really focusing on doing like now, focusing on nurturing your audience. So we went through the process of doing the launch and as, I, or as um, Lisa had mentioned in the intro, um, the 40K launch, that's how that happened. By going through the process of nurturing those people, focusing on getting them through the funnel and really just taking them from a cold audience who just like had no idea what was going on, picking out those people who were the perfect fit and then sending targeted campaigns to them specifically. Um, so that way we weren't just like fire posing everybody with this offer. We were only targeting the people who raised their hand and were interested. And that's how you get a higher conversion rate with email. Oh my gosh. Holy moly. <laughs> like literally I have done so much work in this, so much research in this. And yet I'm like the hairdresser with bad hair. I'll be really honest. I have clients who have amazing, you know, email things going on. And I'm like crickets over in my email <laughs> inbox. So it's so funny because like you literally mentioned things in there where I'm like, oh, I missed that. Oh, I didn't do that. Oh, that would make sense. And it's that is why it's so good to have an expert in your corner. So yeah. now what do you think the best strategy is for someone literally just starting out? Like me, I mean, I have an email list of almost a thousand people, but I don't really talk to them. But let's yeah. say somebody has an email list. I could be starting out actually, but let's say somebody has an email list of less than 100. And even that 100 is like, you know, friends, family, some ex-coworkers, <laughs> somebody's dog maybe subscribed, right? Where do they begin down this road to massive bucks in an inbox? Tell me that process. 100%. Okay. So we all start off with 100 subscribers. I was actually, I logged into my old uh, Mailer Light account the other day and I was like looking at my emails and I was like, oh gosh, what were you doing actually? <laughs> <laughs> so just like, I want to give you a pat on the back, give you a hug. It's totally okay. We've all been there. So here's exactly, if I had to redo what I did in the past for myself, this is what I do for my clients and this is what works. So the very first thing that I would recommend is sending out a re-engagement sequence. Mm. Um, it's basically a three-part email. And basically what you're doing is you are reintroducing yourself, saying, hey, man, I have totally failed you. You raised your hand. You said hello. You were interested in my emails. And uh, I dropped the ball. Like, I totally have not been emailing you. And I am so sorry. Mm -hmm. But here's what I'm going to be coming out with. Like, this is the plan. This is what you can expect. So you can kind of give them like, you know, you're taking responsibility for not doing the things, but then you're also coming back and saying, Hey, this is what you can expect from me in terms of with like the content, the frequency, um, what it is, you know, in terms of with like upcoming new and all that kind of good stuff. So that's the first email I would send out. And then you can also say, Hey, if this is no longer of interest to you, 
go ahead and hit unsubscribe. No hard feelings. That's totally fine. Because the thing is, is that while, I mean, everybody is like always looking for the numbers, but just like you guys were mentioning with Instagram, like I only want people on my email list who are ideal clients, who are interested in what I have to say, or are people who are like there to cheer me on and are just like wanting to do the things with me. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you send out that email, the next email, I highly recommend sending them out like a special gift. So what that looks like is being able to, um, do something more so of like, Hey, you know, it's like when you say sorry to your best friend you haven't talked to for a while and you send them a $5 Starbucks gift card and you're like, Oh my gosh, I love you. Just sending you some love. Same concept, same idea. You could do an exclusive video. You could do, um, a PDF download. Something like that, um, is going to help put that re-engagement back into your list and also give them some really good feels. Um, before the very last email where you're just like, um, you segment out essentially in that last email, anyone who has it open. So if nobody had, they haven't opened any of the other two emails, this is when you're like, listen, I, I think it's over. I think you, I think it's over. Like you break up with them essentially at that point via email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as dramatic as that sounds, you break <laughs> up with them and you're just like, I'm sorry. It, it doesn't seem like you're interested. It's totally fine. If you find this email and you want to be back on my list, come back. We'll do the thing. I'll get you added in and it'll be all good. So I would start there and then you can start going through and sending out weekly emails to your list Mm -hmm. um, and just focus on consistency. Whether you're going through the process of essentially sending out once a month, that's totally fine. I understand. I have a toddler. I have two dogs. I have all the things going on. Just focus on at least touching with your clients at least once a month and just focus on, you know, nurturing and loving on them and moving them towards and start there before you get into the back end of all the automations and all of that kind of good stuff. Yes, I love that. Re-engagement. Now, for the person who's like, I have zero people, like I don't even have a list. And what's this? What? Just tell me the first step for the people who are literally opening up a MailerLite account today. What do they do? Yeah, totally. Okay, so the very first thing you want to do is you want to go through the process of setting up a landing page. Um, They offer free landing pages now, which I think is awesome. So you can do free landing pages, and then you want to also move into creating your very first email opt-in. That email opt-in, in short, I like to say, should be something super holy guac, amazing, juicy. And basically, I like to also do like the first step in your process. So like as you're thinking about like how you take your clients from like where they're at now to where they want to go, focus on giving them that very first step in terms of with like all the things. So like for me, my three-step process is audit, align, and automate. So for me, like I would be able to do an opt-in all around like how can you focus on like auditing your email marketing account, right? Like how do you go through that process of seeing like, okay, where are you at? How do you need to do the things? Where, where are your open rates? Where are your click rates? Like you can give them one little piece of the puzzle and then they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I want more. Like, I, okay, I now ha- I understand. I have awareness around what my problem is, you know, where I've fallen short. How do I do the next things? Um, and so this is a great way to be able to start bringing people in with something free to get them into your world. And then from there, you can set up like a welcome sequence and all of that really good stuff, um, which will like automate those customer touch points for you. Love it. Yes. Okay. So tell me this. Because I know so many out there think these things. 
Is email cold? Is it too distant? Does it feel connected enough? Is it too automated to build real relationships and connections? Because I'll be honest, like I've had these thoughts, I've had these moments, and they've often stopped me from creating more from my email audience because we have normalized social media. And email kind of fell by the wayside somewhere along there. And I wonder if it's because of these thoughts. So what do you think about this? Totally. I get it. I mean, that's exactly what I thought of when um, I was doing websites. I was like, what the heck? Like, why would you do that? That's so gross and icky and salesy and just ew. And for me, I think a lot of it in terms of with like the connection and the like the relationship building and stuff like that, it's really about your content. But it's also about like as you're building a relationship with your subscribers on social media, it's another way, like it's another avenue essentially in this like huge business ecosystem that we're creating for people to be able to connect with you there. So I think a lot of it has to do with like your content in terms of like what you're saying and how you're approaching it. So like for me, I like just like going out for coffee with your best friend. So when I'm going through the process of writing out an email, I put my best friend's name up at the top. So I say, dear Diana, and then I'll put, or not dear Diana. Oh my gosh, that sounds so formal. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me rephrase that. I say, hi, Diana. That's that's more me, not dear. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so I'll put, hey, Diana. And then I'll write the email. And I'll, like, think about it as, I'm, as if I'm writing to my best friend, Diana. And so that makes it really easy to, like, focus on that. But then also, too, the secret sauce, and nobody really talks about this, I don't think, is targeted campaigns. So a lot of times when we think about email marketing, we think we're just doing the like one email to a thousand people and that's that. Like we're just kind of blasting and fire hosing the message on people. But when you go through the process of like understanding who, what the difference between Jack and Jill is and understanding like what their pain points are, what they're looking for and where they want to go and sending them targeted campaigns for that, it makes all the difference in terms of how people feel because you feel like you're talking directly to them and you're not fire hosing at them. Yes. Okay, so I have to insert this really quickly because earlier we mentioned um, MailLite. I actually have never used it. Um, just in the past, I have used ConvertKit at one point. I have done work inside of um, ConvertKit, um, ActiveCampaign, uh, SendInBlue, and quite a few others. So tell me, what are your two favorite email services and why? Okay, perfect. So my ultimate, 100%, hands down, favorite one is ConvertKit. Um, and the reason why I love ConvertKit is not only because, like, I think the founder is, like, super rad and awesome and, like... Did you know that he lives in Boise right here down the road from me? I did not know that. I am yeah. super jelly. Yep. So jealous. <laughs> yeah. And, okay, so I guess I'll also add, um, when you go through the process of setting up your account and doing all the things, um, they'll also send you a free t-shirt, which I think is so freaking cool. Like, yeah. I love t-shirts. I don't know about all y'all, but I love t-shirts. So I just, honestly, I love the community. I love the feeling. Mm -hmm. I love everything about ConvertKit. And I love also, too, their main dashboard and how simple it is for you to just log in um, and just check what you have going on. Like, how many subscribers? What is my average opening click rate? Like, it's not as complicated as, like, active campaign, um, mm -hmm. where active campaign is, like, I'll, I'll put an active campaign as my second. Active campaign is great for those who are like very much e-commerce, very robust, wants all the automation, wants all the things. Like the things that I do in like active campaign versus convert kit is just like mind blowing. 
it's just like out of this world, like within all the different things that you can do and how you can run your business and active campaign. Um, so if for most people, all majority of my clients, so I would say 50 are on ConvertKit, 50 are on active campaign. Perfect. Yes. So I use active campaign, um, mainly because I knew how robust it was. And in realizing how big I want my business to be and how many different facets I have of business, I knew that that was the service for me, but it's definitely not for everybody. So I think that's really something to look into and something that you could really advise people on is which direction would be best for them to go before they waste time and money and all of the things setting it up so that they can have the correct service for them. So thank you for that. Um, All right. So how do people best speak to the email list that they currently have? Like they're not niching or they're not changing their niche. They're staying where they're at, but maybe they're kind of sending out little one-off emails popping in here and there, but they want to reach that like, I want to get to a thousand subscribers and I want them close and connected. Tell me really quickly, how does that conversation change versus the person who's re-engaging or just starting? Totally, 100%. Okay, cool. So generally speaking, what I look at, so basically we have four weeks in a month, right? So that's four different email campaigns. So automatically I take one of those email campaigns and that's going to be a sales email. That is going to be primarily focused on taking somebody to your offer. Regardless if it's a course, one-on-one, book a call, whatever that is, I want one of those emails specifically to go to an offer. The other three emails are going to be more so value-based, which are going to be focusing on either technically going through and shifting their mindset on something, or it's also going to handle an objection. So the biggest thing that I like to look at within like when I'm planning email marketing content for myself and for my clients is, okay, so what is it that my ideal client, like what are they struggling with right now? Like what is like in their head? So I had a conversation with somebody earlier today and they were just like, I just log into active campaign and my mind goes blank. Like, I don't know why, like I kind of have an idea, but I literally just don't have the brain power to figure it out. I would rather go and talk to one of my coaching clients on the phone. Like that sounds way more fun than trying to figure out active campaign. So like I could take an email and write all about that. Like, okay, so when you log into active campaign, I know you're feeling overwhelmed and maybe you're just like, Oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? And then you can move into, okay, so what if you thought about it this way? Like sending one email out to my list, gives you the opportunity to be able to book at least one client from that. Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. And you can like walk them through the process of like where they're at right now, like what they're feeling and then paint the picture of where they want to go in their after state. So that way they can start to see and connect. Oh man, Ashley can help me do that. Or, you know, like it, it, it makes so much more sense in people's mind. And so when you're sending campaigns out like that, as opposed to just kind of spewing your heart, um, it, it makes a huge difference. You can still spew your heart, I love storytelling. I think that storytelling also works really well in email. So that's another route you can take where you start to tell your story and you link your before state to like where you were at before, especially if you're using yourself and then link your after state of where you're at right now and show people how it's possible. Oh my gosh. You're a freaking like wealth of knowledge. You're a pool that never ends. I swear. This is amazing. (laughs) So now I want to go back to a question that I had way back in the beginning that for some reason I just didn't touch on, but um, it's coming back around for me right now. So I know we had a human design reading here recently. So as someone who loves to help people like find their path and their purpose, I believe by truly aligning to who they 
were before the mean old world tried to tell them that they were anything else, right? I would love to know how this human design component reading understanding helped to solidify this idea of being an email expert that you clearly are, by the way, but I'd love to know how that helped you and what your reading taught you. Totally. Now, I feel like in every stage of life, we kind of have that moment where you're just like, hmm, am I on the right path, right? Like you kind of have that mm-hmm. kind of moment with yourself or, you know, you start to get into that comparatitis of like, well, I'm not really where I want to be at. And so you go down to this whole like rabbit hole or this squirrel hole and just like, what in the world is going on? Mm-hmm. And so like going through the process of like getting a reading done really kind of changed my mindset in terms of which is like having peace in my heart that I'm doing what I need to be doing, that I'm on the path that I need to be on. And it was kind of more so just like a pat on the back that like, you've been doing the work. Mm -hmm. You've been doing the work that you need to be doing. And this is where you need to continue to go. And sometimes it's just that like little pep in your step that you just need in order to just like fully embrace who you are and just know that like you were designed to do this. And at that point, I just feel like, I mean, in complete honesty, like I just feel so unstoppable in terms of with that, because I know I'm designed to do this. Oh, my heart. I literally have chills right now and, like, little tiny tears welling up because I know exactly how that feels. I know what it feels like to feel a little, that twinge of, like, oh, panic, you know, oh, my gosh, am I doing the right mm-hmm. thing? Am I following my path or am I following the world again or am I going in the right direction or did somebody tell me to do this and and yeah. those thoughts, right? So, I, I'm so happy to hear that. I love hearing that. Whew, that makes me so just, <laughs> because every everything in your chart, as we were going through it, I was like, this is another reason why email marketing is great for you. This is another reason why niching down is good for you. This is another reason why you're so good at connecting, why you're so good at writing, why you're so good at speaking their voice, why they need you, all of these things. So I love that. So I have one more question for you. Because I know 100% that you and I are going to work together as I pivot like full on into my human design business and educational system, right? So how can I work with you? I already know, but tell everybody else out there how they can work with you as well, where we can find you and what you're currently offering. Yeah, totally. And if you don't mind, I'm going to take a step back here for a second. I feel really led to say something as well. Yeah. I I also want to add, as you're talking, I got like tears, like streaming down my face. You know, as I was going through the process of starting my business, there was so much fear when I went in and just fully stepped into email marketing. Mm -hmm. And I was so unsure and I was so scared. And I was just like, I I don't know. And I had so many voices, you know, behind me and all around me there. They're like, no, that's really dumb. Like, you shouldn't do that. Like, you know, my husband, for an example, was like, dude, like, if you just, like, let go of these people, like, you're not going to have the money to pay the bills and do the things. And it was just like, I don't think, like, so much of, like, I don't think you can do it. I don't think you can do it. Like, and it's one of those things where, like, I was just sitting here, like, listening to you. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I've done that. Like, I've totally, completely have transformed what everybody has ever said about me in terms of with what I've been capable of, in terms of with what I've been able to do and what I've been able to create. And when you just have that pat on the back and have that clarity of knowing mm-hmm. that like, no, like this is your destiny. This yes. is what it's supposed to be. This is what it's supposed to look like. It's just like an overwhelming like sense of just relief and just like, not really, I don't want to say like pridefulness, but just like, 
gosh, it, it's just like a very overwhelming, like thankful feeling of just like, oh my gosh, okay, we've done the things. That's so amazing. And other people see that and like people believe in you and like it's in your chart and like there's so much behind that. And it's just so like phenomenally amazing. So uh, I'm yeah, oh, oh, blubbering. <laughs> I'm literally giving you like virtual hugs. I have ha- every hair <laughs> on my body is standing on end. I'm having such a a visceral reaction to this right now because um, for anybody who has never heard this out of me before because I don't think I've ever said it out loud, I am claircognizant. So there's my woo-woo for you. Um, And there's just this knowing that comes through in certain readings for me where I just, it's a a full body hell yes. It's a full body you can do this. It's a full body Mm -hmm. I know. And let me just tell you, I grew up as a cheerleader, so I'm really damn good at cheering people on as they go do these (laughs) things. So I love that. I'm so excited for you. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. So, yes. I will will go back to your original question and also how you work with me, what that looks like, all that. I was just like, I have to tell her. Oh, no, I'm glad. I'm so (laughs) glad you did. I love the, like, raw emotion through this episode. It's um, it's my heart. It's my solar plexus. Hell, it's your solar plexus. We're emotional beings. I love it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 100%. Okay, so in terms of working with me, all of the good stuff. Okay, so essentially I offer two different pieces of the puzzle. So if you are looking for somebody to come on in into your email marketing, do the copy, do the strategy, do the implementation or any portion of that. Um, I walk you through the entire process of auditing where you're at and where you want to go through my 3A method, which is, you know, the audit, align and automate just to make sure that, you know, we're on the right path, we're aligned to your business goals and then we automate the process so you can get out of your own way and just allow email marketing to work for you in the background, which I just find like is my biggest pain point because I'm just like, okay, we just need to set up and do the things. Let's make it happen and not get in the old way. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also have a free Facebook group as well too. It's called Email Marketing Simplified. So if you're like, I really want to taste through this girl just a little bit more, like a dab of pepper, you can definitely find me over there as well too. And that's the name <laughs> of my podcast as well. So I talk all the time. That's like my that's like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I love it. A dab of pepper. I'd like I'd like one small smidge of poblano, please. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, you're adorable. All right. Well, thank you, Ashley, so, so much for hopping on these airwaves with me and for being such an expert in your field. Like, I know that can be a really scary thing to focus in and to niche down, but in your design as a generator, that's exactly what you are meant to do. So thank you for following your authority, your inner guidance, and just your inner knowing so that we can have another expert in this world and an expert like you in our corner for those of us who aren't meant to niche. We truly need the nichers of the world to guide us and to be our expertise. So thank you. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This is like, I was not expecting to cry, but that's totally really okay. I don't have anything else after this. And I, I'm just seriously so thankful for you and for opening up my eyes to like an entirely different world of understanding who I am and who I'm meant to be. Oh, girl. Oh, I never expect to cry on a podcast, but uh, it's happened very few times. And this is just one of the times it's like, you know, sometimes you just connect with people and I, this is just beautiful. So thank you so much. 
again, and my darling CEOs, this is my truth right here. I'm woo-woo. I am claircognizant. I'm just busting at the seams right now with so many truths that I've never said to you all. I don't even know that I've ever said to anybody or said out loud. So here they are. Here's another one. I fail at email. <laughs> I have, and I continue to. I know the numbers like logically in my brain, I know them, but I've been held back by two things. And this is where I see so many of my clients and other entrepreneurs that I just come in contact with, have conversations with, where you guys get stuck as well. So the first thing is, quote unquote, you don't have your thing, right? You haven't figured out your thing yet. You don't know your ideal client. You don't yet know where who you're speaking to or what you want to do. And the first thing I want to say about this is get a human design reading because you truly have an aligned path that makes so much sense for you. And if you are skirting around that and pussyfooting around it, you're going to end up discouraged every single time. It's going to get confusing every single time. I promise you. And I totally get where you are with this and where you've been with this. So if you're stuck, I promise you that hiring a coach for just a one-off deep dive, a human design reading, a shorter stint will really help you to define this, outline this, and get touch with this area of your life and desire and being. So I will drop a link below for a deep dive with me personally so that we can get started into your human design and actually align to what you're meant to be doing. So the other thing that I want to say out of all honesty is where you start might not be where you end up. You've seen my path. You've seen my journey. I had no freaking idea that I would be doing human design and getting all woo woo with it and exploring my clairs and here we are. <laughs> so trust the journey. Have somebody there along the way that helps you to realign with who you truly are without the world around you intervening to form you into somebody that you're not. Because that is a really easy thing to have happen and to do, especially depending upon certain parts of your design. So the second thing that I see that holds people back from starting into email marketing is the brain dump. All of these thoughts, quote unquote, I don't have enough people on my list, or I don't know what to say to them, or I don't even know where to begin with email marketing, or I'm just not good at tech stuff. Or even, how do I grow my list to be profitable? And let me tell you, Ashley is your girl. She's my girl. She's the girl to answer all of these questions, to create clarity, to give you a really simple plan, and to help you create massive income and impact from connecting in their inbox. Because if anything, if there's anything that I know, I do know this. If you're not using email like me, you and myself both are missing out on the most connected clients and so many more of them. So I vow to utilize my email more. So um, wink, wink, you'll be getting more communication from me in the coming months. <laughs> and I also vow to be really open on episodes like this where I know the answer, but I'm not asking the question. I know email is the solution, but I'm not doing it. So with that, my CEOs do better than me, all right? Connect with Ashley now. Get a head start on your email success. 
I will drop all of her info down below and I look forward to getting your emails and I hope you look forward to mine as well. So ladies, let's go out into the world, go bigger, align harder, live within your design, connect more in the inbox with your ideal client and thus create a bigger impact, make bank, and live so much freaking freer. Until next time, I love you a long time. What is up, my darlings and doers? If you loved this podcast, please don't leave it behind. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and do us a huge favor. Give us a quick rating. It not only helps me to know where you're listening, but it also helps the new listener to find this podcast and become the next doing success story. So with that, I'm off to do some big things or help one of my amazing clients get her doing list done. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next week.